0: Figuring this thing out together. We hope this podcast feels like you're sitting with us in our home talking about how to do this thing called life together. Elizabeth and I are your hosts. Let's get into this week's podcast. Welcome to season five of the Intentional Parents Podcast. Thank you so much for everybody that's taken time and energy to listen to these podcasts. We've heard from many of you recently, and we just want to say it means the world to us that you would jump on and leave a comment or rate the podcast. And if you haven't had a chance to do that, would you just take a moment and even rate the podcast and leave a comment? Because it does help so much with helping the word get out. Also, if any of our content has blessed you or is encouraging you, would you just do us a favor and share that? We're wanting to bless as many families as we possibly can. And this season is no exception. And so today I have Elizabeth and Phil and Diane in the room with me, and we are um, excited to share with you some of the stuff that God's been putting on our heart and some of the things he's been teaching us. And so uh, today I thought it might be good for us to start with a little bit of a story, Diane. Maybe you could start us with where some of the origin of this conversation we're going to have today started.
1: Well, we are um, months into COVID and last March feels so far away. We thought it would last a year into COVID. Uh We thought it would last a month. Remember that? If we all just stayed home for the rest of the month, that in April, everything would be just fine. Yeah. And obviously, that's not our reality. And so, um, Phil and I were just talking on our morning walk every morning, we Take our dog trooper with us on uh, um, a walk in the neighborhood, and we pray for each of our children, their spouses. Thank you. <laughs> each of the grandchildren. And um, it is our privilege, honestly, Brooke, it's our privilege to even know your children well enough mm. that you allow us so deeply into their lives that we know very specifics to be praying in. Yeah. And so we pr- talk and walk and pray out loud. And, um, on this particular morning, it was a Monday morning, and, um, we'd heard a, a message the, the, um, day before, a Sunday message that just, we both realized that we are growing weary of even the need for comfort constantly, yeah. of, of the need to complain, the need to vent, the need to say how hard it is. Mm-hmm. And, And then we kept hearing this recurring phrase, I can't wait for 2020 to be done. (laughs) Of course, now we're in 2021 and nothing's nothing's changed. changed. (laughs) And that had alerted both of us to say, oh no, are people looking to the vaccine? Are they looking to uh, masks? Are they looking to all these different things to change the happiness quotient in their lives? And we realized, Phil and I both realized, that we are just wanting to reframe the entire conversation. Like, it's time. It's time. We've all vented plenty. Our emotions <laughs> have been all over the place. We've acknowledged them beautifully and not so beautifully. And so we kind of came up with the idea of that it's time to change our minds about what's going on in our world. Mm and Phil was leading a study the other day over Zoom with some businessmen and that was really be just coming out of our talk he put together a message much of which we'll all kind of share with you right now
0: yeah yeah and to give some context and yeah you were sharing this Bible study and as we were kind of looking through some of these notes we're like we have to have a conversation mm-hmm. around this because uh, so timely for all of us I know for Elizabeth and I and uh, you guys are in that same place. So, um, yeah, Phil, maybe kind of just give us some some guidelines. How are we, w- what was this, where did this come from for you? And kind of what was the basis of the things that the Spirit was stirring on your heart from that conversation?
2: Yeah, well, there's a, there's a really great guy who I consider a friend, but also he's he's one of our generous supporters of our Intentional Parents Ministry, and he has a successful engineering firm. And this guy is amazing. He actually employs a guy just full-time to pray for his business, for all the people that work for him. And then every Wednesday they have a Bible study and they have different people speak for it. And so I've I've been wow. able to do it a couple of times. And so they asked me if I could do it this past Wednesday, which was a couple of days after our conversation. And so this was on my mind, but I was busy and I was just, I'll just do something I've done before. But I woke up that morning. And I thought, no, the Lord wants me to share about, uh, about this. And, and he just Brought a verse to my mind that I memorized a long time ago from and i, I couldn 't even remember where it was i th- I thought it was in one of the minor prophets, but it 's in isaiah yeah. it 's one of my favorite prophets isaiah chapter thirty three well and i 'll read the verse later but and I remember this verse and uh and it 's about stability and so uh, i t- i wrote I put this little devotional together for for these business people called stability uh in unstable times yeah and so yeah as diane said during 2020 i was going oh, this is horrible i can't wait for 2020 to end and then we're yeah. we're we're six days into 2021 and we're all watching the tv special that i called chaos in the capital like what oh, is going on yeah. and what's happening with our country and yeah and as parents we're our kids are you know aware of what's going on and we're watching what's going on and and uh and and so if same thing, things seem a bit still unstable it's because they are hmm. but personally i get excited about this because people you know Know, ask like they ask you, I'm sure as well. Those listening, you know, what's going on with our country and what's yeah. going on in the world, and yeah. and I I feel like these are what Jesus called birth pangs. I think mm. I think God is giving us a wake up call. Hey, get ready! I'm coming soon, and yeah. we don't know when He's coming back. Jesus doesn't even know. He said only the Father mm. knows the hour of His return, but Jesus told a lot of parables about we need to be ready we need to live each day as if he's coming back and i feel like a periodically god uses these kinds of things like a world pandemic back mm-hmm. in 911 that 911 was a wicked act by wicked men but god also was crying out to the world you know, things can crumble in an instant. Where is your stability? Yeah. And I think in COVID, we've had to say, what am I building my life on? And yep. what, what am I building my relationship on? My marriage on? My parenting on? Like, like, is it on how much money I have, or how much how well my job is going, or mm. is is he my stability? And so, he is coming back, and and I think the question for moms and dads and for Diana is, what kind of people are we going to be in these days of instability? Yeah, because you know, people are watching us, our kids. Are watching us, and in Diana, my case, our grandkids are watching us, and so you know, we kind of want to shift the conversation to what a terrible year it was. I'm not saying don't bring comfort, I mean, if, when people are still hurting, of course, we bring comfort to them, but how about changing it a little bit to say, <laughs> kind of, we're saying to each other enough already, but how about changing it? You know, Jesus said in this world we would have tribulation or trouble, mm-hmm. but He said, take courage. I've overcome the world. In other words, look to me. And I think it's time for us who know him and who have his spirit living in us to start bringing this hope to those who maybe don't have it or are misplacing their trust. And I, I think this, what happened in the Capitol, six days in the show, showed that we don't know what a day will bring forth. Proverbs 27, one says that, don't boast about tomorrow. You don't even know what a day may bring forth. Yeah, None of us know what's coming, but we do know the one who holds the future. Yes. And here I am, I, in my later years, I realized, you know, after the, the frontline workers and the teachers, I'm going to be one of the first in line to get the vaccine. So I found myself thinking, oh, you know, as soon as I get the vaccine... I'll be fine. And they said, well, I said, well, wait a minute. Am I trusting in the vaccine? I yeah. mean, now there's strains that they don't know if the vaccine will handle. And, yeah. I, and it just doesn't make me depressed. It makes me full of hope. You know, mm. science is great. Science can help. But only Jesus is going to be our stability. I heard yes. this quote, in science, we find the notes to the song. In Jesus, we find the song itself. Uh-huh, and so I just great. want us to point people to Jesus, to point our yes. kids to Jesus and saying, we're citizens of another kingdom, yeah. And 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 one day Jesus is coming back. And even in these uncertain times, he can be yeah. stability. And I
0: want to say a couple things first. If you hear raindrops in the background, uh, we are <laughs> we record this in Portland, and we're in Diane's cottage, which has a steel roof, I think, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what you hear. So don't mm-hmm. worry; it's not on your. It's us. It's not you. But we want to just take a second. I want to take a second and press into what you just said, Phil, because uh, I think that's really important. Talking about the fact that we are a part of a different kingdom. We have a different, uh, c- c- we're citizens of heaven. So our citizenship is different. And uh, I know uh, Elizabeth and I have been talking like, how do we explain this time to our kids even, you know, in some of the political arena, no matter where you land, right? Like, how do you explain the kind of the the details and the confusion of what's going on? And the best way that we found was to basically tell our kids like, listen, there's going to be different sides of, of each party, but actually we are not, a part of these different political parties as much as we are a part of god's kingdom like Mm -hmm. our ruler isn't represented in the you know in in this situation you can't see jesus in uh, uh, over the screen during the inauguration but what you can see is the reality that we are serving god and we're going to set up our trust structures in him and in his kingdom and it's so interesting when you do that with your kids at least in our experience and honey you can tell me if I'm, i'm wrong but in my experience is that when you say, hey, guys, I know there's a lot of chaos going on, and you see a lot of confusion, but just rest assured that we live our life under this rule and this reign of this king who loves you and cares for you. Mm-hmm. I mean, the comfort, like the, the worry or the confusion it almost immediately dissipates. And it also reminds us, like, that we're serving God, not um, the, the world's systems. Mm-hmm. And it helps them kind of in a unique way uh, process that. But, I, you know, I was thinking as you were talking, Phil, um, when we are a part of a different kingdom specifically, how that usually leads us to act very differently, right? Like when we are those who are a part of the kingdom, we're not doing the same things as everybody else. We're not handling the stresses of this moment as everybody else. And, uh, I think that's really key, especially in parenting. Any thoughts on that?
3: Well, yeah. And I was just thinking of, um, I think this year has showed us more than anything. There's, there's such a, um, conception from culture. And then we take it on even as believers all the time that are a misconception that life is supposed to be easy. Mm -hmm. Things are supposed to go well. We're not supposed to suffer. We're supposed to have plenty of money that, that we're supposed to have all these things. And when it doesn't go that way, we think either why me or what am I doing wrong? Why is that not going as well for me as it is for seemingly other people or what I thought, it was supposed to go like, the American dream, you know? And how easy is it to forget that Scripture is so clear, what you just said, Dad, that in this world you will have, in some translations, it's trouble,
2: Mm -hmm.
3: tribulation or trouble. And Mm -hmm. like Jesus promises that, but Mm -hmm. He promises that He will be with us. That's like Mm -hmm. the theme of Scripture all over the place, that He is with us, that He will never Mm -hmm. leave us or forsake us. Mm -hmm. And I just think if we could teach our kids... From day one, that constantly telling them, hey, you having struggles, you, you know, in our case, our kids having some learning disabilities or developmental problems or anxiety, like the things that are just real things that are in our family and our family carries. To not be surprised by that or think mm-hmm. that's weird or that nobody else is struggling, but to be able to look at that and say, yeah, like that, these are struggles. That, that we're going to have, and you're going to have more of them in your life. But here's why you don't have to fear. Here's why you don't have to worry. Here's why when the world has been turned upside down, we don't have to be shaken. Because no matter what, whether it's good or bad, God is with us in it always. And if we could teach them that, to not believe cultures lie that we as parents so often believe, yeah. That things should be easy, things should be happy all the time. We should never have a year like 2020. Mm-hmm. Um man, I just feel like what a service we could be doing them and ourselves to change that perspective. Well, like we're talking about
0: like suffering is the language of the mm-hmm. kingdom, right? Yeah. Suffering is it's a gear it's you know, in the kingdom it's a guarantee. Like it's mm-hmm. there's that's happening. I think when we can help our kids understand, like don't be alarmed by suffering. Mm-hmm. Rather, this is how to walk through suffering. This is mm-hmm. how Jesus is with you in your suffering i been reading this book, great book. Uh, if you haven't read it, it's called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction, Eugene Peterson. But he he quotes this guy in here named Thomas Szasz, And he says, uh, and this is what this guy Thomas says really quick. I just want to read it to you because it's exactly what you were. I wasn't actually planning on reading this, but it's exactly what you're talking about. And he's a lot smarter than probably all of us in this room. Maybe not Diane, <laughs> but at least, at least <laughs> those three. <laughs> he says this, simplest and most ancient of human truths, namely that life is an arduous and tragic struggle struggle what we call sanity what we mean by not being schizophrenic has a great deal to do with competence earned by struggling for excellence
1: mm-hmm.
0: with compassion hard-won by confronting conflict and with modesty and patience acquired through silence and suffering mm. it was just a great reminder to me that this life is full of suffering, mm-hmm. and we try to say, "Hey, we're normal," which basically he says, "You're just not schizophrenic," or something. You know, like, <laughs> that idea like we're trying to find sanity, but but there is a sanity in suffering. There's a humanity mm-hmm. in it.
2: You know, uh, it reminds me of an old quote I read, I think, in Streams in the Desert, which is an old devotional oh, that, that. that Diane and I are reading. Yeah, I've again been reading this it year. again. So good. And in there somewhere, it says, "God finds his best soldiers on the mountains of affliction." Oh, in really. other words, it's in the valley where character is forged, not when everything's mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. We tend to turn kind of away from the Lord when everything's going wonderful. Oh. But when we're when we're really hurting, we cry out to him. You know, to the parents listening, as you talk to your kids, Elizabeth quoted two great verses. So they're John 16, 33, in this world you will have tribulation. Oh, yeah. And in Hebrews thirteen, five and six, where Jesus it says, He himself has said, I will never leave you or forsake you. But what's after that is, therefore we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper, mm-hmm. I will not be afraid. Mm-hmm. What can man do to me? And so I think it's it's all what we're saying is pointing pointing our kids to the Lord. And so the the change of the conversation is, is we're just saying to our kids, you know, we're finding such stability in these unstable times. We don't know what's ahead, but we're not anxious about it because we know the one who holds the future in his hands, the one who causes the sun to rise and set, who says to the sea, thus far and no more. And remember what Jesus said about the sparrows? You've never seen a bird freaking out. I don't, I yeah. don't know. We're not going to find it. How- it says he cares for the sparrows, and he knows every hair on your head, they're numbered. And he's mm. he he knows. And how much more valuable are you? Jesus yeah. said. And so he he cares for us, and we can come to him, and he sees where we're at. And so um, I just think, at least by our countenance in the home, we should mm-hmm. be conveying this peaceful presence. Yeah. And yes, praying for those that are that don't know this peaceful presence, and and uh, maybe our are, are don't have the perspective we do, and bring that peace to them, and say, you know, he's my stability in yeah. these unstable times
1: one way that i think that we can do that with our children that has helped me so much through some of honest sufferings in my life is um a, something a mentor taught me when she said you you need to train yourself to look for the beauty in the ugliness yeah because there's it doesn't override the ugliness the ugliness is real that's really important that we acknowledge but there's always god is loves us so much that he's constantly dropping gifts and jewels and treasures and beauty, even in the midst of ugliness. Mm-hmm. And if we train ourselves, it becomes almost, I feel like now almost instinctive on the worst of situations in, in the worst parts of our lives. We can say, okay, I see God's hand in this. Not that he's causing it, but that he's, he's intervening in it yeah. and bringing, um, treasures from the darkness yes. and you can end up with a life either a treasure chest or chest full of moans and complaints and then you die yes. <laughs> because we're all going to die <laughs> or like i remember when i turned 30 somebody you know making a um that was a long time i was gonna ray. say it's like five <laughs> years ago. ago. i barely remember it
0: that was six years ago i think right? saying you
1: know <laughs> <laughs> you, you, all the jokes about getting older. And I had very young children at the time, three. I didn't, hadn't had Matthew yet. And it suddenly dawned on me, I can either bemoan that I'm getting older or I can count every birthday that I have. I got to live this old to invest in my kids. And that has now become so instinctive to me that honestly, I love getting older because mm. it shows I actually lived long enough to raise my kids and now I'm living long enough to invest in my grandchildren. So yeah. every birthday can be something beautiful. I mean That's just an example of the treasures in the so-called darkness that we can train our kids to be watching for them.
3: Yeah, one way that that we're doing that a little bit in our house of just trying to bring our kids into it. And I feel like it's been more for me, like my heart needing it and then wanting to lead them in it. But kind of two things we've been doing is every Sabbath dinner, so every Friday night leading into our day off, we do it. what we call highs and lows. And it's basically mm-hmm. something you're thankful for that happened this week and something that didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Um, and we end up having great conversations. Okay, what was your high? What was your low? But on our school days... In my idealistic self, we were going to do this great Bible curriculum and we were going to do it every day and we're going to have a Bible study every day. That's not happening. But (laughs) we are doing a few little short things and then we start our time with, okay, what's one thing you're thankful for and one thing you want to ask God for? In the beginning of the year, it was just, what do you want to pray for? Which was always asking Mm -hmm. God for things. But we just added the, what's one thing you're thankful Mm -hmm. for and one thing you want to ask God for? And sometimes they're super into it. And other times it's like, well, I'm thankful that I have a Lego, you know, (laughs) but I feel like it's training all of us to Mm -hmm. rather than only look at the bad thing, to also look at the things that we're thankful for. And I think that's what we're talking about is it's a both. And it doesn't mean that 2020 wasn't horrifically hard and won't go down in history as a crazy year. That is true, but it is also true That God is the same as he was in 2019, as he is in 2020, or He was in 2020, as he's going to be in 2025. He's the same. And what Mm -hmm. we have in him, the stability we have in him, the joy we have in him was the same and is the same and is forever going to be the same. And I think it's so important that we acknowledge both because we can have good and sorrow in the same breath and God is in all of it.
1: That makes me think of Romans um, chapter 5, verse 3, a longtime favorite of mine in the New Living. We can rejoice, too, when we run into problems and trials. For we know that they are good for us. They help us learn to endure. Yeah, And and they help our children learn to endure, too. And who knows what lies ahead for them, these birth pangs leading up to... Mm. The coming of Jesus to the new heaven and the new earth are real hope when, when we yeah. actually get to live yeah. full time in, in the heaven. kingdom oh, with yes. the king present. There's going to be hard times ahead. And these, this year may be their first introduction to the endurance that they're going to need to endure in those times ahead.
0: And I think, you know, Phil's going to, that's beautifully said, Diane and Elizabeth. And I know we have a couple points that we're going to wrap this up with and a couple verses as well. I just want to maybe set up to maybe just put a bow on that, that piece that mm-hmm. you just said, Elizabeth and Diane, you know, suffering, as we talked about, is such a way of the kingdom and for, we set the tone and and phil you were talking about stability and unstable times well if you yourself as a parent i'm learning this we're all learning this we know this if i'm unstable if i am not doing the things that i know i need to do Mm -hmm. whether that's like self-control uh when it comes to uh, what i'm eating my sleep schedule what i'm ingesting all, all these different things media wise in my mind reading all that time prayer if i'm not in those spaces, I immediately become unstable because I'm Mm -hmm. all chaotic inside. And then that obviously, as we know, bleeds out to our kids. And Mm -hmm. so this starts with you. Your perspective Mm -hmm. matters. And as you're talking about suffering, there was this quote again from Streams in the Desert the other day. I was actually reading it Mm -hmm. as well. It turns out we're all reading it. Uh, it, But there was this phrase, and I had to put it in my journal because it was just such a great reminder that I want to remind myself of daily. And it says, uh, this is the quote. It says, there is a service in the shadow. That is not in the shine. Mm -hmm. And there's this service that we get to give to our Lord, our Savior, Jesus, when we are actually in the hard places, in the Mm -hmm. dark places. There's a deepness, there's a connection that only comes through the way of the shadow. And so... Um, I think perspective is really important in this. This mm-hmm. isn't all bad, although it feels all bad. And I think mm-hmm. what Phil, I, I appreciate you and Diane both pulling our perspective up. And I think this is where life experience is such a gift to go, uh, to really go, man, we actually can, can actually change our mind. We can mm-hmm. actually decide to change our we mind. Can. We can use the scriptures. We can use prayer. We can actually say, you know what? Life is chaotic, but we can mm-hmm. actually be stable. Mm-hmm. I we could actually
2: that. be stable. So, I think this is a good time to read the verse that yes. says that. Huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's Isaiah 33, uh this is verses 2 through 6, but it's verse 6 that I want us to kind of really hear. Um so, here's 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 what the Lord's saying. Oh Lord, be gracious to us. We have waited for you. Be our strength every morning, our salvation also in this time of distress. <laughs> So we think, like, is this the first time anybody's gone through times of distress? No, this is written, like, hundreds of years before Jesus walked this earth. That's amazing. And so Isaiah is talking about this time of distress. In this world, we have tribulation. At the sound of the tumult, peoples flee. They're freaking out. At the lifting up of yourself, nations disperse, and your spoil is gathered as the caterpillar gathers. As locusts rushing about, men rush about on it. The Lord is exalted, for he dwells on high. He's filled Zion with justice and righteousness. And here it is, verse 6. And he, God, shall be the stability of your times, a wealth of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord, the reverence of the Lord, is his treasure. I I like the NIV even better. He will be the sure foundation of your times, a rich store of salvation, and wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. So there's this treasure of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge, but it's the reverence of God that's the key to open it. And so we need to open it ourselves, and then we need to teach our kids how to open this. And so in times like these, in this present distress right now, God Himself, this verse says, Isaiah thirty-three six, is this rich store. It's like a fountain <laughs> of these three things, and maybe we could talk about these. Three I was things just going to ask, bit. yeah, could you unpack
0: yeah. these three: uh, salvation, know, wisdom, wisdom and knowledge, yeah, and
2: knowledge, yeah. And so the salvation. I mean, basically, we think of uh, you know having not been a believer until I was nineteen and Diane in high school. You know, I I just remember my life being realizing. All my sin is forgiven and I knew what a bunch of it was. Yeah. You know, when the guy that led me to the Lord, he explains sin to me and he goes, have you done that? I go, oh yeah, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I was a sinner. I just didn't know what to do about it. So he's forgiven me of my sin, and I tend to focus there. But I think maybe some of us have heard sermons that salvation has three tenses, past, present, and future. Mm -hmm. So he saved us from the penalty of sin. So all my sin is forgiven, past, present, and future, because Jesus took it on the cross. Our sin was laid on him, and he who never sinned bore our sins and were saved by the blood of Christ and, and the cross of Christ. And so... There's salvation past, salvation future. Is one day we'll be saved from the very presence of sin. Mm. We shall be in the presence of God, where there'll be no unrighteousness, no hatred, no sin at all. It'll be glorious <laughs> future with Him forever. But in the meantime, He wants to save us daily from mm. the power of sin. Yes, and so worry, worry. You know, I. Worries a sin, yes, because it's a lack of trusting in Him, the One yes. who's promised to be with us twenty four seven. And so, I think that we can help our kids see that, hey, you're feeling anxious today. Jesus wants to save you from that. And, and how does He do that? When we trust in Him, and you know, trust isn't just like a little intellectual thing; it's to place no. our confidence in Him. Yes, so. Mm-hmm. yeah. So that's that's the that. salvation part. Salvation. and then He'll be a wealth of wisdom. I think parents, we need wisdom and how to talk to our kids constantly, <laughs> yeah. right? And um, one of the things that I think we can point out to them is what we're talking about today: is God. He's not up in the heavens going, "Oh no, COVID happened. What am I going to do?" No. Yes. So I don't believe He caused it. We live in a fallen world, a broken world, and there's pandemics, and there's cancer, and there's diseases. But He, hmm. He overrules. He yes. rules overall. overall. So He, it, the Scriptures say, He puts up one and puts down another. You know, in America, we've had. Rulers on the left, rulers on the right, and there's still chaos. And God is saying, "Look to me," you know. Yeah. I, I'm over, and He is overruling. And uh, this morning, I was reading, you know, might read through the Bible thing. I read Psalm 33, and um, Diane, could you read a few verses here? I, I've got this weird thing going on with my eye. I'm going to have a eye surgery to <laughs> clear up some vision. But uh, read from here to the end. So this is verse 18 to the end of of a, of a Psalm 33 where it just reminds us that God is in charge. He's, yeah. he's overruling and we need to, to teach our kids yes. that he's Lord. He's King. He's created he's everything and he's, he's not silent. He's living. He's alive.
1: Okay. So, but first, before I read it, I need you who are listening to know that I hold in my hands this Bible that is yellowed with age, repaired, fixed. Uh, Phil's notes all over the place, underlining all over the place. It's it's a treasure. It is the one thing that when Phil passes away, my kids are going to fight over who gets it. John Mark's already yeah. claimed it, but I don't think the battle for this is over. So <laughs> this is the treasure from which Phil draws all of life. Okay, in verse 13, the uh, Lord eight, looks... Eight.
2: Is it 13 or 18 right there? 13. 13, oh yeah, 13 on, yeah.
1: The Lord looks from heaven. He sees all the sons of men. From his dwelling place he looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all, he who understands all their works. The king is not saved by a mighty armor. A warrior is not delivered by great strength. A horse is a false hope for victory, nor does it deliver anyone by its great strength. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, Mm. on those who hope for his loving kindness.
2: On those who fear him, and then this verse, Isaiah 33, 6, that's how it ends. He's a wealth of salvation, wisdom, and knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure.
0: I was going to say one thing with regards to wisdom that I've been finding so helpful lately in the midst of what we're talking about because salvation, what a gift to it, to just receive that. Right. And when we're not gracious with ourselves, we tend not to be gracious with other people, yes. including our spouse, it's our kids. Gift. And so it really starts like, how do you, how can you actually have this perspective, this stability? Well, first you have to receive that grace and actually mm-hmm. give yourself grace. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the second thing on wisdom, a prayer that uh, Elizabeth and I are reading this great marriage book and um but the, the wife in, in this book was saying, basically, the best prayer we ever prayed and stopped and prayed all the time was, Lord, give us wisdom. The four <laughs> words, Lord, give us wisdom. And I've been finding, I've been using that before interactions or a moment of discipline or a moment of just really need like, I don't know how I'm going to approach this one. Lord, give us wisdom. And I think in the moment of your, of your parenting or the day-to-day moments of even your relationships and all that you're experiencing, man, I would just encourage you, pause. Even in in your mind, in your mind's eye, pray, Lord, give me wisdom. Lord, give Mm -hmm. us wisdom. And it is so surprising how different the outcome of those conversations Mm -hmm. are in which I invite Mm -hmm. the Spirit to give me wisdom versus not. And we need that. I mean, like Mm -hmm. every day we need that as a dependent moment. So I just wanted to share that, Phil. What a brilliant verse that uh is giving us such clarity on how to actually do this but there's one there's another one there's not just yeah. wisdom there's another one
2: but it's so so great well you know to talk to your kids about salvation yeah like you know read this verse to them and say you know what a great thing talk to them and teach them to ask for wisdom yeah. as they watch you ask for wisdom And the last one's knowledge uh, and and knowledge uh is connected to wisdom and god gives us knowledge when we ask for for it, he gives us his perspective, yeah. and he gives us a knowledge that That's good. even people who have multiple PhDs aren't going to get because they're looking in the wrong place. Mm. So, uh, when I was thinking of this and then when I was putting this little devotional together, it reminded me of a, a random verse in First Chronicles twelve thirty two, where it says um, it's talking about the sons of Issachar. This group of Jewish, yeah. Uh, 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 followers of Yahweh, it says they were men who understood the times. And so I think as parents, we need to understand the times, and and that's what we're talking about, so that we can then give this knowledge to our kids, this perspective. God is still in heaven. He rules over all. And yes, we're not the first to have gone through times of distress, and it's real what we're feeling, but we know someone who is above it all because when jesus stood before Pilate, and and he, he asked about his kingdom he says my kingdom is not of this world if it were my subjects would be fighting so you know he, he said no i i'm i'm my followers are are citizens of another i
0: kingdom. was i was just gonna say yeah. well diane actually you had a verse i'll i'll, I'll why don't you go first
1: well, just as you were saying that, Phil, talking about knowledge, I remember my favorite verse, I think, in the whole Bible that I quote constantly. Um, because in the New Testament, in the Greek, that word knowledge is, is experiential knowledge. Mm-hmm. It's not just yes. something we know in our head because we memorized it for a tape, right. a test. It's something we know to the core of our being. And Paul prayed this for his people in Ephesus who he loved, who, who went through some pretty difficult, hard times. He prayed for them. And this is a prayer that I wrote down for a teenage daughter of mine who was going through a hard time at school, just wanting to be a Jesus follower and to be an influencer, not wanting to be influenced, but finding herself too often influenced. So I yeah. started praying this every single day for her. I wrote it on a card. It's all, it's all, all, scuffed up and smudged by now starts in verse 17 and i pray that christ will be more and more at home in your hearts as you trust in him yes may your roots go down deep into the soil of god's marvelous love and may you have the power to understand as all god's people should there's that word understand experientially understand as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love really is. Yeah. Yes. And verse 19, my favorite. May you experience the love of Christ. That's the word you'll find translated no in the mm-hmm. NIV and yeah. so there. But the New Living decided to take the experiential knowledge and bring it to the forward. May you experience the love of Christ. That was so great. You will never fully understand it. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Wow.
2: Wow. Wow. So we can say to our kids, you know, sweetheart, son, I'm experiencing this stability. Yes. In Mm -hmm. unstable times from Jesus. He just gave it to me again when I was reading the Bible. And I'm glad that you're learning this too. He's doing Uh it. He's giving us
0: stability. I was wondering Phil, I know this is I didn't ask you to do this and this is totally on the fly, but would you mind just singing that part right there? My hope is Phil, could you just <laughs> sing that over everybody? Sing it over, sing it over because I think so we'll people give don't-
3: give context what dad what did what did you do for the majority of your ministry days
2: <laughs> Oh yeah. W- yeah I was a worship worship pastor for I don't know not just 30 any 35 a really year. great one anyway. and before
1: that a really cool rock and roller in the <laughs> yeah. 60s Play drums. oh man yeah. Also. yeah you
2: know it's interesting that I wasn't gonna, I forgot that I did that so when I did this little devotional I quoted the words to Diane's favorite mm-hmm, hymn mm-hmm, mm-hmm. she calls it her hymn called The mm-hmm. Solid Rock yeah. And I started quoting it. Then I, I sang it to the guy. So, yeah, I don't want to yeah, sing see. the whole thing, but, uh, and a lot of you may have heard this hymn, uh, And uh, but it's an old hymn. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. And in the second verse, when darkness seems to hide his face, I rest on his unchanging grace. In every high and stormy gale, my anchor holds within the veil. And the third verse, his oath, his covenant, his blood, protect me in the whelming flood. I say in the whelming pandemic. When all around my soul gives way, he then is all my hope and stay. When he shall come with trumpet sound, O oh, may I then in him be found, Dressed in his righteousness alone, Faultless to stand before the throne. And in the chorus, On Christ the solid rock I stand, All other ground is sinking sand, All other ground is
0: sinking sand. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. If this podcast has blessed to you in any way, here's a few ways that you can partner with us in this ministry. First is to give. Intentional Parents is a nonprofit, and we rely on the generous giving of our partners. So please head over to our website, intentionalparents.org give, if you would like to become one of our partners through giving. Second is to share it. If this has at all been helpful to you, we encourage you to share it with your friends, your family, and those that you know would be blessed by it. Third is to follow us on social media platforms, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can find us on Instagram at intentional underscore parents. And lastly, if you would head over to iTunes, if you enjoyed today's episode and leave a review on iTunes, this helps us bring more hope, help, and healing for families.